Welcome to WTF with Frankie, the guide to... Someone needs to tell that girl if I wanted that man, I'd hijack him and send him back to her broke. Oh my god, oh my god, I really thought I died. Then smelled the chicken nugget and remembered where the fuck I was. I was on earth. I mean, my feelings were hurt. Then I heard that's my type by sweetie and my ass started shaking, so I forgot about it temporarily, to be completely honest. Hey guys, and welcome to What the Fuck with Frankie, the declassified guide to adulting, where we talk about everything we never learned in school and the topics that keep our group chats up at night saying WTF. From pop culture news to sex, breakups, dating, and everything in between, nothing is off limits on my show. I'm your host, Frankie Endo Ando. Join me every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as I answer, discuss, and navigate us through the craziest topics, stories, and news that's going to leave you saying WTF. Use the hashtag WTFFrankie to keep up with the conversation on Twitter and Instagram and share your own WTF moments or stories of the week. On today's episode, we're getting personal, ladies and gents, and doing a wellness check. I've talked a lot about others, and it's about time I brought you guys into my personal life. Grab your drinks, grab your snacks, because this is an episode you won't want to miss for a second. Let me tell you guys something before we get into this podcast. I have to thank each and every single one of you who has genuinely reposted, shared, downloaded, streamed, sent in feedback, support, and love the last two weeks. I cannot believe it's only been two weeks since WTF with Frankie essentially was born and you guys essentially got given access to my inner thoughts. For those of you who don't know, I started this project about four months ago, and it's now just being released to the public, and I've really put my heart into each and every single episode that has come out this far and that is going to come out later on this year. So it's crazy to think you guys are truly listening to conversations I would have on FaceTime or in my group chats with my friends privately on the phone publicly on your phones now it feels like the fbi agent assigned to me is like leaking my phone conversations to the world and like i want to look into my camera and be like bitch what the f are you doing and then i realized that i signed up for this and i signed up to kind of have my life and my stories be told on a platform when i pitched this show and when i got the opportunity to do this show i said to them at Ginny media that i wanted this show to be a show where we talked about the stuff that we talked about in our group chats with our closest friends the things we may be too embarrassed to talk about I wanted my listeners and my followers to feel like they had a friend in me that wouldn't judge them, but would actually embrace them and laugh with them about what the F is going on in their lives and kind of in my life. And each week, seeing your DMs, your comments, and your support, I am slowly accomplishing and achieving that goal. Each of my co-hosts that has been in the studio has been so honest, so raw, so open and willing to share their stories and their experiences. And for that, I have to give a shout out to each and every single co-host that has recorded an episode on season one of WTF with Frankie, the Declassified Guide to Adulting podcast. Now, for the numbers, because I've been getting asked about the numbers by a shit ton of people. Not that I'm paying attention to them, not that I'm a fame whore, but We are doing better than we ever expected. The numbers we are seeing genuinely do not make sense to me or anyone at Genie Media. And we're only on two streaming platforms right now, guys, because Apple is still approving our show and our content. So honestly, thank you from me. Thank you from everyone who worked on the show. And my dad and his bank account say thank you as well, because for a hot minute there, he thought I was going to be an unemployed, non-money-making college grad, but I'm not. The podcast is bringing in money, honey. Chris Jenner would be very proud, and I 
I'm trying to be a billion dollar baby just like Kylie, so y'all better keep tuning in. My number one sugar daddy, Damien, aka my dad, also has chilled out a bit. I'm not getting any psycho texts from him at 3 a.m. about the $100 Uber eat receipts um at the current moment so i think he's content with the finances as well i hope he is i should probably check on him see if he's alive because this is very much unlike him regardless on if i'm bringing in a paycheck every two weeks now but in all seriousness thank you to everyone who has tuned in this is just the beginning the episodes the content my videos it's all going to get so much better from this point forward so Today's episode is a little bit different. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know I do the top five stories of the week, where I give you guys, the listeners or viewers, since it's a video format, a rundown of what the F has been going on in the media. Or I'll post a podcast where me and my co-host will discuss various topics and give our take and perspectives on issues discussed in hopes that you guys, the listeners, will relate and or share your opinions or perspectives on topics discussed and kind of build awareness slash start important conversations on things such as dating, friendship, sex, etc. Well, today's episode, the focus has shifted and it's all about me, the Frankie Endo on the show. And after the weekend I've had, everyone here at the Metro Podcast Studio thought, why not have an episode dedicated to what the F is going on in my life? Because honestly and truly, my life is genuinely turning into one big reality show. So I guess I should just jump into what the F has been going on in my life right now. A lot of you guys have been following me on social media for a minute, but if you haven't and you're new to the family, let me give you a little rundown. Going out Monday through Sunday is nothing new to me or my friends. Chucking a bottle of tequila straight from the bottle is nothing new to me or my friends. A little drama here and there is nothing new to me or my friends. Heck, even getting a concussion is something if you have followed me for a while would know is not foreign to me. It's happened quite frequently and a lot more than it should. And honestly, at this point and the way I'm feeling right now, my brain genuinely feels like a scrambled fucking egg. And the lighting in here is so fucking bright. So if we could please dim the lights, that would be so freaking highly appreciated because I feel like I'm in heaven, but my mind and my thoughts are definitely in hell with the devil right now. That is how bright it fucking is. Thank you. But this weekend, for the very first time in Frankie Endo Ando history, I was a part of a scandal that my black ass did not plan and had nothing to do with. Just a black man minding his business for the first time in 22 years, twerking and enjoying himself, and bam, next thing you know, I'm on the floor of McDonald's concussed, breaking my back, and not in a pleasurable getting dick down way, I genuinely broke my back, and that was before I was accused of allegedly attempting to steal someone's man. The following message was recorded on Sunday, January 26th, four months after the initial taping of the podcast, your hearing took place. Hey guys, it's Frankie. Before we get into all the juicy details I'm sure you all are here for, let me just put a disclaimer out. The current episode of WTF with Frankie, the Declassified Guide to Adulting, was recorded several months ago. My thoughts and my opinions on both parties have severely changed over the past four months. Since the taping of the podcast, I've had time to think about the events that took place over the weekend that was discussed in this episode. I've also had time to think about the things that have been said about me and the things I've said about others and have really reflected on all the drama that took place and has taken place over the last few months, which you guys unfortunately are going to have to relive with me as the weeks go on and more episodes come out. Now, back to our regularly scheduled WTF with Frankie program.
So you're probably wondering to yourself, how the hell did you get a concussion? Why the fuck does someone think you're trying to steal their man? What the F is going on, Frankie? Well, guys, let's rewind the fucking Sunday Funday clock, shall we? So, if you live in New York City or if you are planning to visit New York City, the place to be on a Sunday is Bounce Sporting Club on, I think, 21st and 6th Ave. Don't quote me on that. Google it before you end up somewhere else because I'm not going to be held responsible when you end up in the fucking Bronx. It's this cute sports bar, but low-key kind of a club. You can get food, buy bottles, the whole nine yards. It's like a day party. It's the best Sunday party you can find in the city, pretty much. All my ballers with pockets that are full grown. Hit up my girl, Danielle Barbs, on Instagram at DMBarbs. She runs that motherfucker. I'm going to tag her Instagram on my Instagram, or you can just follow it at D-A-M-N-B-A-R-B-S at DMBarbs. Ladies, if... And I mean, if you're cute and a fun time, hit up Javi or Oscar. Their Instagrams are at underscore J-A-J-A-V-I-E-R-R-R underscore or Summer New Poppy at Summer, S-U-M-M-E-R-N-U-P-A-P-I. Once again, if you're cute, and I mean, if you're cute, hit them up. Oh my God, that was really rude. Um, but hey, it's New York City. Appearance is important. I'm just being honest. So back to the story. It's Sunday fun day, and I hit up my best friend, Balan. Throughout the summer, me and Balan have not really seen um, much of each other, so we plan to go and watch Hustlers, have some drinks, and have a chill Sunday fun day. And most importantly, avoid Chelsea at all costs. Why? Because I've been having a ton of drama with certain members of a certain hospitality group speaking false lies about me, and genuinely, I did not and do not feel comfortable at the time being around them so i've been avoiding anything in the chelsea area for the last two weeks i will discuss more about this later on in the podcast the second reason why we were avoiding chelsea is because we really didn't want to like have to get cute what i love about me and balan is that me and her dead ass will not leave the house or show up anywhere if we're not feeling cute like if our nails are not done if our hair is not done if our outfits are not looking snatched like do not expect to see us. Like We will literally stay in the house and FaceTime each other for three hours and we will get all the love that we would have gotten by seeing each other over the phone. And honestly, we just wanted to have a chill night, be comfortable, eat food, drink, and just watch a movie. No pressure to have to be cute or snatched. Just us being ourselves, enjoying our night, which I genuinely have not done in such a long time. Now, let me explain the relationship between me and Belen a little bit deeper because Belen is one of my best friends in the whole entire world and she is going to be a part of this podcast a lot more than she probably is aware. Um, Belen is the type of friend that literally tries to steer you away from making bad decisions. She sees what's going to happen and tells you what's going to happen and 99% of the time I don't listen and I do the complete opposite and then get my feelings hurt and cry to her on FaceTime for three hours and she tells me it's going to be okay and that she's proud of me because I usually will give some grand speech about how I'm stronger, smarter, and don't need no damn man until I see a bottle of tequila and get the opportunity to twerk again. Then all that shit goes down the drain. So Sunday was supposed to be peaceful. We were going to watch a movie, grab dinner, have a drink or two. And most importantly, I was avoiding drama at all costs. Me and Balen planned the Sunday fun day, maybe two days prior to Sunday fun day. The night before Sunday fun day, um, which at this point I'm going to call D-Day, 
My friend Georgia texted me and invited me to go to a penthouse party at the Dream Hotel. I go, I partied, I got lit, I had a fun time, and I met a ton of really dope people. This part of the story is really important because I've always taken pride in being someone who doesn't judge people. I'm always open to meeting and befriending people, and I'm someone who honestly makes girlfriends everywhere I go, and this night was no different. Georgia's friends and I hit it off instantaneously. We were chatting, we were drinking, we were partying, and we twerked for hours like we had known each other prior to the party. Important fact about New York City's nightlife scene, everyone is super clicky. Everyone kind of stays with the people they know, and they don't really branch out and try to meet new people. So it was really nice to meet a group of girls who are not catty towards other girls, and like, there was no negative energy, and they just were wanted to have fun and were not about the drama. I met this girl. Her Instagram is Bia Vicky. She was super nice, super pretty. I had an emergency and had to go grab something downstairs and she was super helpful. She took my phone number down. She was texting me, making sure I could get back in the penthouse. She sent the elevator down for me. She just really made sure I wasn't left out and like she really included me a lot in a lot of the conversations and a lot of the things that were happening at the party for someone who didn't know me prior to the event. And honestly, I really appreciated that little bit of kindness, especially after all the drama that's been going on the last couple of weeks. For that, I have to say, I love a helpful queen, Bia Vicky. I love it. I love meeting a girl who was not a hater. She was confident. She was pretty. And she was nice. And her energy was really pure. And I really liked her. I also met Dina. Her Instagram is at Dinashka, at D-I-N-A-S-K-H-A, who I've literally heard so much about from a former friend of the both of ours. We never officially have met but met for the first time at this event. There was a little bit of awkwardness, I think, at the beginning due to things I'm sure she's heard from her former friend. But she, just like Bia Vicky, was so kind, so nice, so funny and open and receptive to me. When it comes to Dina specifically, what I've learned is to never listen to what others have to say about someone because they will surprise you. In the world that we live in, it's really hard to get lost in other people's dramas and opinions. And Dina was so much fun. She was so nice. I definitely see a friendship with her as well moving forward. So because my friend Balen saw me basically up until the crack of dawn being a hot girl all over Instagram, she assumed there was no way I would be up or alive to have a Sunday fun day with her. So in her mind, she essentially kind of canceled Sunday fun day. But when I woke up, I texted her and I was like, bitch, it's Sunday fun day. Let's get it cracking. And she was like, I didn't think you were going to wake up. I didn't think this was happening anymore. I'm tired. And I'm like, girl, I might be a lot of things. A bitch, always late, shady. I don't take things seriously, but I never, ever, 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 ever in my life miss out on food and a cock <laughs> tail. Come on, girl, get out of bed. So at this point, I'm up, I'm ready to have fun, I'm dressed, and I text my friend Kara. Now, for those of you who don't know Kara by name, let me refresh your memory. Half of you DM me asking me if she wears clothes, and the answer to that question is yes. Although it's probably see-through, it's still considered clothes. If I had a dollar for every time someone mentioned that Kara was naked on my Instagram, I swear to God, me and Kylie would have shared that Forbes cover. Honest to God, someone DM'd me the other day and said, how many times have you seen Kara naked? And honestly, that's not something I think about. It's just like really normal to me. Seeing Kara's boobs is like seeing my penis every morning in the shower. It's not some big deal. It's genuinely my norm. Hello, I'm gay. Boobs, vag, ass. None of that is getting me hard. Honestly, a piece of salami and a bottle of 1942 will get me hard before a pair of boobs in my face would. 
Kara is always ready to get the party going. She's always ready to rage, so within seconds of texting her, we're deadass already on FaceTime, and she'd like, get over here, I'm ordering bagels, you pick up the champagne, and let's have a day. And in that moment, I remembered exactly why I loved that bitch. Ladies and gents, get yourself friends that you don't even have to talk to, y'all just have telepathy with. She's just really with the shits. Like, she's always ready to have a fun time. She's always ready to get the party started. She honestly is just a blast in a glass. Whether it's with clothes or naked, you can expect her to always have a good time. So me and Kara meet up and we quickly catch up on life because like Belen, me and Kara have not seen each other much over the summer. Kara, whom you all constantly message me about, her see-through promiscuous outfits, has a new corporate job. One, she hates it. Two, she just started like a week ago. Three, she used the term bullying. Four, she stressed the fuck out. And let's just say no amount of boobs or ass is going to get her further at her office because I think her boss is sadly gay. We also called our friend Jess, who's dating a guy with a llama or an alpaca, I think, from Alaska, but just moved to Florida. But he's driving from Florida to Alaska. It's all really confusing right now, and I can't make sense of it right now because I have a concussion, a hangover, and I'm like genuinely annoyed being here. But honestly, I wish Jess the best down there in Florida. She deserves a good boy, preferably one who isn't involved in real estate. <laughs> Moving on. So as Karen and I are enjoying our peaceful Sunday fun day, eating bagels, drinking champagne in a nice air-conditioned apartment in New York City, P.S. Friends, if you don't have air, do not, I repeat, do not invite me over to your crib. It is genuinely too hot for this shit right now. Hashtag deadass. We get a call from Belen and she's like, where are we meeting? What are we doing? And I'm like, Bean, I'm with Kara right now and we're on the scale. And I don't mean the weight scale. I mean the turn up scale and the scale is leaning towards 100% lit. So we make plans to meet in an hour at Broken Shaker in Midtown with Belen and our other friend Tess. For those of you who have never been a Broken Shaker, I 100% recommend it if you have a big group and want to hear some good music, see some cute boys, and share some amazing cocktails. Warning, the bees are ruthless at Broken Shaker. Like, imagine Maluma in the middle of a women's correction facility and the guards turning off the camera and walking out type ruthless. You might not make it out alive, but hey, at least you can say you had a fun time. Hashtag success. Me and Kara and our friend Tess, who we met up with before we went to Broken Shaker, head to Broken Shaker, and this is where things got a little bit interesting. We got this really big picture, and when I mean big, I mean like Texas-sized jumbo big pitcher of some tequila spiked pineapple lemonade beverage. Thinking about all the alcohol I consumed on Sundays, honestly making me sick all over again. The three of us, me, Tess, and Kara, got to the bar maybe 25 minutes before Belen, and had already consumed three to maybe four cups each before Belen arrived of the beverage in the pitcher, and the pitcher was still at the top of the freaking pitcher. This is just so that you guys can get an illustration of how big this freaking picture was. Guys, this should have been my warning for how Sunday Funday was going to end up because before Belen even got there, I was already tipsy. But y'all know me, for someone who claims to be as religious as me, I be dodging all the signs God and Belen be sending me. So we're drinking, we're talking, and these are a few of the conversations that stood out to me, I remember. The girls got into it over some Prada boots. The girls discussed corporate life and salaries. 
And while all these hashtag adulted conversations were happening, I remember going to the bar because my hoe asked exclusive news. The girls don't even know this yet, but I hooked up with a member of the Broken Shaker crew and went to get us shots. To be completely honest, when I do Sunday Funday, I personally do not want to sit there and talk about pay stubs, taxes, and rent. I want to hear about who you're sleeping with, who's cheating, who's getting flued out, who almost got pregnant, and who's going to the STD clinic. With a hint or dash of works going great, I hate it, or I love it. So I excused myself, went to the bar to be a drunkiana, aka a drunk thought, and got us some shots to get the party started. If you know me, you know I love to get the party started. I love to get people lit. I love to get the drinks flowing. I just really enjoy entertaining people. And honestly, after this weekend, I've got to learn to stop entertaining all of the shenanigans because it always gets me in trouble. I bring back some shots to the table, and these shots, just like the pitcher, are big as fuck. We threw those shots back, forced ourselves to finish the pitcher, got offered more shots by the manager because, hello, we're cute, duh. Me hooking up with an employee of the manager and doing acrobatics in his apartment two days ago means nothing here. Um, But before you knew it, I was twerking on a chair on a balcony, 38 floors up in the air in Manhattan. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? The drunk me decides, hey, we're lit. Why don't we go to Bounce? The collective, with the exception of Belen, agreed. But Belen, honestly, is really an angel and goes along with the group 99.9% of the time and really doesn't complain and is such a trooper. So she comes despite this not being a part of the plan. In hindsight... I'm telling you guys right now, if I could have never opened my big ass mouth and said, let's go to bounce, I would have. I'd still have a friend and I would have no rumors about me out right now. Now, ladies and gents, this is where things get really crazy and this is where the show really starts. Before I get into the crazy details that allegedly started all this drama, let me just say for the record, I have never met this young lady ever in my life. I have never spoken to her ever in my life. I did not know of her existence prior to the allegations made by her and cannot pick her out in a crowd of overly face-tuned and photoshopped brunettes. When I go out, I go out to have fun. I go out to meet new people. I don't speak on things I don't know. I speak on facts. I speak on what I know. I speak on my experiences, hence why I have a fucking podcast. Because when you speak on things you don't know, things like what I'm about to discuss in this podcast occur when we grow up we're told don't repeat rumors don't say what we don't know we're told to be kind to one another but obviously as we grow up we obviously participate in conversations and say things or do things that we don't mean or things that can be detrimental to one's character or their reputation and i think that's something we can all relate to i'm not going to sit up here and say i've never talked shit or i've never said something bad about someone or judged someone before knowing them because i already admitted at the beginning of this episode that i had judged dina before i even knew her from what i had heard and had i put my money on the things i had heard i'd be flat broke right now and dina actually proved to be a really fun great person and she's someone i plan on befriending what i will say is if you're going to say something about someone have the balls to say it to their face don't be a coward don't run around to anyone who will listen go straight to the source and be a big girl or big boy and ask them to their face what's up that's how i was raised that's how i get down and that's how i will always get down i don't know where you're listening from whether it's a major city a college campus, a small town. But as you know, word travels quickly. And what I'm about to talk about is proof at just how quick something so innocent can be blown into a full-on hurricane category five wipeout. 
When a rumor is started, it's funny for everyone who's hearing it. Everyone is trying to put the pieces together. The group chat is lit. We're all up late at night sending each other screenshots of their Instagrams and Twitter trying to figure out what the F is going on. And for the first time ever in my life, I'm on the not-so-fun receiving end of it all. It's not really something I'm familiar with, and it's a weird feeling, and it's weird as fuck. And honestly, I have sympathy for anyone who has ever had a rumor started about them or anything that may not be true or 100 facts said about them. When we got in the car and headed to Bounce, I was drunk with my friends, and we were having a fun time. Maybe I was just drunk now that I'm thinking about it, and... If I was the only one who was drunk, that's really embarrassing because I'm the biggest and only guy. And it would be super fucking funny if the biggest, tallest, and the only guy in the car was fucked up and Kara's 5'4 ass was still sober. Anyways, in the car, I remember us singing, having fun, laughing. Like, I don't remember any important conversations happening. I feel like I got in the car next thing I knew I was at bounce. Remember in the beginning of the episode when I stated I had been avoiding Chelsea and the nightlife road for a while? Let me give you a little 411 as to why. A couple of days before this whole Sunday Funday fiasco, I was confronted by two promoters at PhD about possibly hooking up or sleeping with another promoter. The promoter who I allegedly slept with, who the two promoters, thing one and thing two, accused me of sleeping with, I'm not going to name in this podcast because I don't need to bring any of that negativity to that man. Let me kind of give you guys a rundown as to my relationship with the two boys who felt comfortable enough to just come up to me and confront me on if I had slept with their friend. One of them I've known for three years and has literally had a threesome in my apartment that I've never spoken about, but since you want to come for me, I guess I'll talk about it on my podcast now. The other one I had never met in my life, and he is actually the one who was ballsy enough to come up to me and say, hey, didn't you have sex with Um, who the fuck goes up to someone they don't know and in an initial first meeting, you say that to someone. And honestly, like, it was upsetting to me because it made me for the first time think about what my reputation in this world truly was. Am I just like one of these hoes out in these streets? Do people think I'm so desperate I just go home with anyone? It also made me feel really uncomfortable. I didn't like hearing negative things about me being said about me that were not true. I didn't like the fact that other people were writing my narrative in that moment. It was all very upsetting to me and I confronted all the parties involved in the rumor and none of them would tell me where the rumor started and it was just super childish and I decided I needed to take a break from that world. It was getting toxic, it was just getting really dark and I didn't like, again, hearing someone who I didn't know speak so confidently about my sex life. At the time that these rumors were happening, I had also been having issues with another promoter Um, those issues I will discuss at a later time because the story is honestly still developing and I'm more confused than ever on that whole situation. So I don't really want to talk about it and I don't want to put too much pressure on it. Now, I got a couple of questions for you guys. What the F do you do or what are some tips you have for me when it comes to dealing with rumors and or dealing with people saying things that aren't true about you? If you can't really tell from this episode, I've never really been on this end of things. A lot of people say ignore. Some people say confront it head on. What the F do you do? Give me some tips. Send me some tips in the DMs. So a couple of things I've heard about how I behaved at Bounce because honestly, I walked in and my anxiety was through the roof and I took like six shots from the jump because once again, I was having anxiety and I was feeling really anxious about 
what the boys had told me was allegedly going around about me hooking up with This is what I heard about my behavior at Bounce. One, I heard I was very energetic, which is accurate. I know myself. Two, I heard I was being very social and very kind. The very social part doesn't surprise me. The very kind does because I don't really like to talk to people I don't know. Three, there was some sort of awkwardness between a friend of ours who works at Bounce and my friends Tess and Kara. We think he might be upset with us. I don't know why he would be because honestly, all I do is show up, look cute, twerk, and leave. I don't even really respond to his texts or his messages, so I can't really be blamed for shit with this one. Y'all not gonna blame me for this shit. Maybe something's going on with him. Maybe there's some major changes going on in his life. I don't really know. He always has a stick up his ass, to be completely honest. Maybe he really needs to masturbate like, or find a hobby. I don't know. Kara and Tess were very offended by his behavior towards them. I'm not sure what was happening in that circle, but I did try to speak to him with Balen, I remember. And he looked at us like he didn't know who we were, and he looked very upset at us. And I would say he was hashtag pissed on Sunday Funday, and I'd say, honestly, me and Balen were hashtag unbothered. I'm not sure what that was all about, but I remember it not bothering me because, quite frankly, I don't care enough about him or his mood swings. But I know this bothered Tess and Kara to the point where they left early or were contemplating leaving from the minutes that we had arrived at Bounce. Me and Belen were having such a good time at Bounce. I was minding my business. I tried to stay with her. I remember this because at the present moment, like when I think back to me at Bounce. She's the only person who knows what I'm going through. She's the only person outside of this world that knows like how I feel about the rumors and the things that are being said about me. So a lot of my interactions and conversations from what I remember at Bounce, she was present for. When I have beef with someone or when I talk to anyone in this scene, I always need to have a witness because you bitches be lying. Y'all be trying to hook up with people then acting like it never happened. Y'all talk shit and then never want to own up to it. Y'all will tell someone that they are your best friend and then allow your bedmaiden to talk negatively about them all while talking horribly about your bedmaiden to me. So pretty much I have to cover my bases around here and Dada start bringing holy water and blessing these hoes around these bitches and having a proxy. So I go to the bathroom and bump into the second promoter I've been having issues with. We have a brief little discussion to squash the issues I had with him from Belen's birthday at Avenue. Long story short, I'm not a big fan of people acting one way one minute and then another way the next because of who's around. If you fuck with me, fuck with me no matter who's in front of you. But anyways, we squashed the issue and I'm the type of person where honestly, I'll squash the beef, but we're not going to be cool immediately. He's the complete opposite where we squash the beef and we refollow each other and he acts like the beef never happened. Really think to yourselves, guys, what type of person are you when it comes to forgiveness? Do you forgive and forget? Do you forgive and secretly hold on to everything? Do you not believe in second chances? Honestly, I really don't believe in second chances, but the situation is a bit different. It's a bit hard, essentially, to say fuck you to someone you care about. So it's like, I don't believe in second chances-ish. So, throughout the night, friendly olive branches were extended between me and... At first, it was awkward because when I got to bounce, me and this person were not fucking with each other. We were not talking. We didn't even look, make eye contact with each other. Like, it was really awkward. But as the night progressed, I took more shots. I twerked a little bit more. And before you knew it, my heart was as soft as a freaking honey bun fresh out of the oven.
Me and Beep and Balan are hanging out. We're drinking. We're talking. We're messing with each other. We're having a good time. I even remember asking him and telling him I'd be a great wingman for him because I'm gay and I could help him pull girls. We were joking and we were just three friends having a good time at Bounce. And while this was happening, something bigger than what I was aware was going on on the other side of Bounce. Let me explain the relationship between me and We have a love-hate friendship. We don't hate each other. We do it for entertainment purposes, I think. We mess with each other like Tom and Jerry. I'm like the cute little mouse. He's like the big old cat. I consider him like an older brother, and I would think he would consider me like a little brother. Like, we kind of just have that relationship where, like, we pick on one another. I've known this kid for four years. We've never really had issues up until recently, and we joke with one another until the joke goes too far and one of us gets pissed and vice versa, and then we kind of make up and, like, we keep it pushing. He essentially is like having another big brother whose life I can essentially fuck up occasionally when I get drunk and at the club. Nothing romantic ever. I've never looked at him in a romantic way. I've never thought of him in a romantic way. It's strictly two guys who are friends. The only difference and issue here is that one is gay and one is straight and we live in a closed-minded world still. While we're at Bounce, he posts a video of me twerking with my friend Balan and it's captioned Ricky Thompson who or something along those lines compare me to Ricky Thompson. One, I'm offended because I feel like he doesn't know any other black person he could compare me to, but that's for a conversation for another day. I did not think anything of the video. No one on my side of things, my friends, my family, anybody that I followed when I reposted it, thought deeply about the video or thought the video was inappropriate. But once again, someone on the other side of Bounce did and she was about to stir the fucking pot. But before all the drama started, Tess and Kara at some point are outside with Belen and somehow I also end up outside and Belen reunited with a guy who we will call Promoter from Hell. Um, A couple of years ago, we showed up to one of his dinners super late and he almost literally whooped our asses like we were his kids and like we were late for curfew. Calm down, Corey Gamble. My name is not Penelope and you're not going to whoop my ass. It's never that serious. He like literally that day cursed us out and like told us he would banish us from like nightlife or some weird fucking shit. Like, Like it was just really weird. He was really aggressive. And since that day, I've never seen him until obviously outside of bounce and funny thing is i've seen the inside of better establishments without him than i ever did with him things i remember from outside one this is where the girls told me about the friend being horrible towards them two i was super drunk when i was outside so everything tess and carol were saying was going out was going in one ear and out the other. Like, I really wasn't paying attention. And then I was also really distracted because Belen was talking to someone who, like, the last time I saw, literally, like, banished us from, like, nightlife. And I have ADD, so it was a lot of freaking things going on. Tess, Kara, I probably should have paid more attention. I'm sorry. But somehow, something happened where Tess and Kara just felt it was best for them to leave. Since we're already outside, me and Belen were like, let's go to McDonald's, let's refuel the tank, I'm feeling low on energy. I feel like a 1994 Honda. So we go to McDonald's and we order food. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where I get the concussion, guys. When we walk into McDonald's, there's a freaking employee who is mopping the floor. Let me just say, till this moment right now, I don't know if I got my concussion at McDonald's or the Niagara Falls because the floor was wet as fuck. Me and Belen order our food and we go to the table. 
We're waiting for the number to be called. It's finally called. I go, I pick up the food, and I bring it back to the table. But of course, they forget to give us our condiments. So my black ass has to go back to the counter. I walk back to the counter, grab the condiments. I turn around and try to walk back to the table. And next thing you know, I wipe the fuck out. Head hits the floor. My spine on the floor. Like I'm literally just body dropped on the floor of McDonald's. And when I open my eyes, the whole entire McDonald's is literally in my face but the only face i care about is balance because for a slight second i really thought i died and like i know i'm not going to heaven so when i see balance face i was like okay i'm still here because balance would probably be in heaven and i would be in hell and if i see balance face that means that i must either be in purgatory or that i'm still on earth my back and my body is dead ass shocked i weigh 158 pounds i'm six foot and i literally just slipped and wiped out and got the wind knocked out of me i laid there for a while and honestly i was in pain but i was looking around to see if they had a wet floor sign because i might be in pain but dollar signs baby are always on my mind ladies and gents and hashtag forbes hashtag i was thinking about my lawsuit I look around, the employees are asking me if I'm okay, customers are telling me I should sue, and then there's my best friend, Belen, in full-on tears laughing because she can't even believe what the fuck just happened. Me and Belen get ourselves together and we decide to go back to Bounce and that I'm essentially going to drink the pain off before we go to dinner and go to the movies. I walk into Bounce and my friend Amanda's like, Frankie, you're never going to believe what's going on. And I'm like, well, I just busted my ass at McDonald's and I'm suing their asses. What could be more crazy than that? Is Beyonce here? Did you win the lottery? Did you find my fucking spine? Because I'd like that fucking back. That would be great. And she proceeds to say, this girl came up to me and said, your friend Frankie doesn't like me because I think he's hooking up with the same guy as me. That's why he didn't say hi to me. Correction, I didn't say hi to you because I don't know who you are. And two, if I did see you and didn't say hi, it's because you looked lame and whack as hell. A lot of these girls go out and just look cute, but be on their phones all the time scrolling while all the hot girls shaking your ass, having fun music is being played, and they just look miserable, and she def probably was in that category. I'm known for talking, dancing, and befriending girls at the table and genuinely having a fun time with girls at the table. So this narrative she's trying to paint is so false from the truth and goes against my whole entire brand. Girl, just say you're mad your man didn't want to hang out with you at Sunday fun day despite going to bounce with you and keep a pushing sis. Do not use me as the scapegoat for your insecurities. Now, before I get further into the story, I want to tell you guys this again this is a sensitive topic for me that i'm sure i will discuss later on on my show i asked amanda what the girl's name was who was this girl and like i'm freaking out because i'm genuinely at the moment thinking this is all stemming from what the first two promoters said about me she says the girl's name and bible jesus mary and the 12 apostles i had never heard of this girl or her name so for the remainder of the story although this goes against my brand and what i stand for i'll be calling her facetune I know it's mean, but she is saying that I essentially am a mistress and that I'm trying to take her man and talking about my sex life. So I think I deserve to call her face tune. I think I got this one in the bag. As at this moment, at this moment, as Amanda's telling me this stuff, I really thought she was joking. Then she mentioned the name of the person who I was allegedly hooking up with slash trying to steal from Facetune, 
And I literally started laughing and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. One, I couldn't believe that out of all the guys that people would think that that is who I would be trying to have an affair with. Two, I was confused because I had no idea. Two, I was confused because I have no idea under what evidence this girl was speaking so confidently on the fact that she was sure that me and this man were having an affair. My friend Amanda gives me the 411 on what I've missed, and I've missed a lot clearly because I was busy busting my ass at McDonald's. Now, this is all very foggy. The music was loud and I was in pain, but this is what I remember Amanda telling me as I was trying to get more information out of her about what happened. Facetune approached my friend Amanda and asked Amanda if me and her man had a thing because of the video he posted slash us being super close throughout the day. She claims she might have seen a kiss or something crazy out of the ordinary. Yes, Facetune, because a gay guy and a straight guy can't be friends. It's 2019, Facetune. A gay guy and a straight guy can have friendly banter without them sleeping together. But anyways, I don't expect much from an uncultured swine from Queens who has nothing better but to sit around all day and make up rumors because she feels threatened by a guy who she thinks likes her man. Tea time. I'm not the only person she's been talking about, but everyone will soon find out in due time that Facetune is not as innocent in all of this as she's trying to make it seem. Also, the also her whole excuse of me not liking her because I didn't say hi to her is not true. I did not say hi to her because I did not know her or of her existence. She's newer to this group than I am. One thing about me, I'm not a rude or disrespectful bitch. And I don't go out of my way to make people feel not wanted. I'm not in high school and we're not 17 years old anymore. Once again, this is her projecting her insecurities onto me. If her man, the love of her life, as she has said to multiple people since this weekend, felt it'd be important that we, the people who go out with him, knew her and had respect for her, he would introduce us to her and tell us like his partner has done with his girlfriend. Two, she confronts my friend and demands my friend tell her if me and her man are having an affair slash hooking up slash if I like him and accuses my friend of protecting me slash hiding some secrets from her and says to my friend, how could you not tell me the love of my life is gay? This is the part of the story that annoyed me the most. Because if all of this were true, as someone a part of the LGBTQ community, it is not the job of anyone to out someone or to tell someone else's story. And the fact that Facetune decided to end her friendship with Amanda because she would not speak on something that wouldn't have been her place to discuss anyways says a lot about her. Then, Facetune and Amanda had some sort of conversation outside, and Facetune called Amanda a cunt and, like, cursed her out in front of all these people, and, like, they got into this big fight and this big situation in front of Bounce. Sis, all these theatrics because I allegedly danced or kissed this man? You're heartbroken because you think I'm getting in between you and this man's non-existent relationship? Girl, I'm honored you think my twerking skills could take your man, but in order to take a man, you have to want a man, and I do not want that man. Now, in the moment on Sunday, I was annoyed hearing all of this because I literally had just gotten out of a rumor mill about hooking up and sleeping with someone who I did not hook up with. And this was irritating as fuck. And I would be lying if I said I wasn't mad, annoyed, and hurt when I heard what the fuck was going on. 
I honestly was still in pain from the fall. I was annoyed. I was confused. And I was looking forward to just really coming back to bounce and just dancing and partying and having fun with my friends. But obviously, God had other plans for me. Me and Belen decide to leave and Belen assured me that all of this was done, that it was childish, that Facetune looked dumb in all of this. So honestly, at this point, Sunday Funday has gone from like a 10 on the scale of lit to honestly a 3. I don't let things get to me, but my kryptonite genuinely is people not liking me or saying negative things about me. And also at this point, I still don't know who this girl is, what she looks like, and why she's speaking about me. And secondly, 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 second, oh, secondly, I still think this is all a joke. But also in the back of my mind, I'm nervous because I already know how this is going to be spun and look. And I already know I'm going to possibly lose a friend in all of this. I say possibly lose a friend in all of this because this situation would put in a really awkward situation. His girl who he's hooking up with and allegedly seeing romantically has gone out publicly and thinks he is having some sort of affair with me. If he defends me, it feeds kind of into the rumor and I'm aware that he's not going to obviously defend me publicly because he doesn't want to feed into the rumor that his girlfriend is going around saying. Me and Belen continue our Sunday fun day and we went to dinner, we went to watch Hustlers and honestly had a great time. We separated, I went home, she went home. The next morning, my back is fucked up and I have to go to the ER. I get a text from one of my friends, I'll keep his name out, and he goes, bro, what the fuck happened last night? My initial reaction, because I still think all of this is a joke, is thinking that he heard about my fall from Belen slash saw my story about it. And he starts off telling me he got a crazy call from a frantic Facetune crying, B-I-T-C-H, wheezing and crying all the way from the slumps of Queens, claiming I hooked up with her man, that I'm trying to take her man, that I was mean to her, that my friend Amanda played her and has completely blown the story out of proportion and is essentially going around crying to anyone who will listen, claiming I'm hooking up with her dude who ain't her dude. This honestly is where I switch from, oh, this little girl is starting shit, to bitch, do not come for me if I did not send for you. But my neck, my back, like my pussy and my crack. Hold up, let me not get sued. But seriously, guys, my neck, my back and my head were killing me and still are. So I go to the doctor and they ask me how this happened. And honestly, I responded with two words, Sunday fun day. And just from that response, the doctors and them did their test. They didn't ask me that many questions. They knew I was irritated. I was antsy and I pretty much got confirmed that I had a concussion and like a fractured or pinched kind of back or nerve type situation going on. After I leave the doctor, it's time for me to get to the bottom of this. I call a few people who are at Bounce just so I could get an understanding of what was going on and kind of get an understanding of the severity of the situation because I know my friend who I called first exaggerates shit all the fucking time. But the more I spoke to people, the more real it got. But something I learned during the phone calls that I wish I didn't react so quickly to was the fact that during the second group of phone calls, I had heard that Facetune had said her man had confirmed or alluded that he had no parts in anything and that I liked him slash was pursuing him. This, ladies and gents, almost took me out because I do not do community dick and I know way too many people have hooked up with him. So please excuse me from the narrative of the shared community dick that all of you bitches be fighting for in New York City. I am not one of the girls who wants to fight over that D-I-C-K. 
Now, ladies and gents, y'all know my show is lighthearted and we joke around a lot here, but being a gay guy and growing up on athletic teams with all guys and not really ever fitting in at school or at public places, this is genuinely one of every gay's biggest nightmares. I only have girlfriends. I don't really get close or hang out with guys because of stuff like this. If you're a guy and I've allowed you to be like a brother figure or I'm friendly and have respect for you, it's like a really big deal on my part. And this motherfucker and Hector and John are some of the few motherfuckers I honestly have respect for and would drop anything for if they needed a favor because they've never done me wrong and I have a lot of respect and love for them. But that doesn't change the fact that there is a stigma that because a gay guy and a straight guy are friends or friendly, that something has to be going on. And what pisses me off about females is whenever a female feels insecure in her relationship with someone, they always look to point the finger. And this time, the alcohol and the emotions of Facetune led her to the wrong motherfucker. I'm not the one you really want to do this with, baby girl. Ask about me. Ask about me in these streets. Not many people live to talk about the beast with me because the fatality rate is a 0%, baby girl. They don't make it out alive to talk about what happened when they had issues with me. It's already hard enough being the token gay guy slash the only different person at the table. I work really hard to make sure I don't cross boundaries and that things are not misinterpreted by my male peers because I want everyone to feel comfortable. So rumors like these really set me back like 10 steps and it's really upsetting. What irritates me about all of this is I go out with the people that I go out with because I feel comfortable to be myself with them. I don't ever feel judged. They don't ever treat me differently. And like I've said time and time again, I considered one of them like a brother. And that's really what every different person, whether it be because of color, sexual orientation, size, that's all you want is to feel not judged and to feel comfortable. And I really felt that in the group. When these rumors and the drama started, I knew my days of not being judged or being put under a microscope would come to an end and that the friendships and brotherhood I once had with some of these boys would probably come to an end as well. I mean, who wants to be attached to a rumor of sleeping with or having a thing with a gay guy? That's a bit of a kill when talking to girls. To Facetune, all she was thinking about when she opened up her mouth was about her man and him reassuring her that this wasn't true and that he liked her, which, from what I've heard, backfired on her. To the alleged man, to her alleged man, all he's thinking about is not being affiliated with these rumors, which I don't blame him, but I have a bone to pick with him at a later date. And to the gay boy over here who no one is checking in on, the one who allegedly is getting his name drug through the mud i'm over here feeling like i can't be myself or like i can't talk to someone or act the way i normally would because of someone else's insecurities because of drama created by someone else and that freaking sucks now today is tuesday it's been two days since the allegations were made what the f is going on facetune remains with her allegations her man is not speaking to me hashtag shocker and my name is being drug by someone I've never formally met and don't know. Could I sue? Like, is this defamation? Slander? Someone let me know what the fuck I could do about this bitch when this episode comes out. Guys, on a serious note, the thing I'm most annoyed about is I can't tell you guys who this girl is. All I've gotten from the people I've asked is they tell me to imagine Kylie Jenner before the fake lips, add some bronzer, and download the airbrush app and airbrush on a 100% level and that that's the girl. That's not very helpful, guys. My question's to her if I could have her ever come on the show. What the F were you thinking? As an adult, why didn't you just think to come to me personally and ask or talk to me? You felt it being necessary to go to everyone but the people involved 
And honestly, this rumor is ridiculous. And honestly, I'm flattered that you think I could hijack your man. But in all seriousness, if you think a man is the reason your man doesn't want you, maybe you need to reevaluate the relationship, sis. To go around and speak about me so confidently as if you know me and as if I've confided in you about sleeping with blank is so bizarre. Why the fuck would you do that? If anything, it makes it look bad for you. It makes it look like you can't get the job done, makes it look like you can't get him to bust a nut. Honestly, maybe you need to listen to my episode about spicing it up in the bedroom. Clearly, there's something going on there. Um, And next time, don't bring me into this shit, sis. But my biggest issue is with her man. Before I recorded this episode, I texted him essentially apologizing. I stated the obvious that I was drunk and that if I was inappropriate or all over him in any way, I take responsibility. Not because I believe in the slightest second that I was, but just to ease his mind and because I assumed they were probably together because that's how serious Facetune has made her relationship appear over the last couple of days. I texted him. I text him this long message and he responds, LOL, don't worry about it. She's crazy and essentially alludes to him not caring because it doesn't affect him. Nice to know you don't care about any of this because your psycho bed maiden is only tarnishing my name and not yours because she still loves you. Also in the text, I think I might have asked him to like set up a conversation between his girl and me and like maybe for him to like squash and like regulate it. And he didn't really want to slash care to. And this to me is where the friendship for me and him turned sour. And I look at him a little bit differently and almost look at him as worse than Facetune. If a friend comes to you and says, hey, your girl's acting up, she's being OD, can you talk to her, regulate the situation, and you essentially tell your friend you don't care because it doesn't involve you, then we basically were never friends, and I'm 100% okay with that, and that's where me and his friendship will stay. So now we're here at the podcast studio. You're listening to New York City's alleged biggest hoe, mistress, man stealer. I'm concussed, I'm tired, I'm hungover, I'm over it, and I'm ready to wrap this episode up. I'll keep you guys posted on the drama because it's not anywhere close to being over. Facetune keeps talking shit and eventually I will see her and a conversation will have to happen. And when that conversation does happen, I'll come back on the show and let you guys know what the fuck happened. I can handle rumors. I can handle shade. I can handle drama. But one thing I will never allow is for someone to speak on my body count or lie on my name. P.S. If you think a gay guy is the reason why the man you love isn't taking you seriously, you have bigger problems than your picture editing and face tuning skills. Let me know what you guys would do in the DMs or in the comments if you were accused of hooking up with someone or multiple people you literally had never had relations with. Let me know how you deal with rumors and forgiveness and how you move on from such a dark cloud of negativity like this. Thanks for listening and make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Frankie Ando Ando and subscribe to my Spotify for more updates on WTF with Frankie.